Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. And the site itself been redesigned actually a second time. Uh, here within the last week, we've changed up. It's more cosmetic. The site went through a major redesign at the uh, the brand new uh, turn of the the uh, the year here, the uh, the new year. Uh, but just this week, we kind of gave turn it a of the facelift. decade, right? Yeah. Well, it yeah, sort of <laughs> your uh, decades. So we gave it a facelift this week, and it uh, sounds like people are liking it. Mark, you said you've gotten some positive feedback. I have. One guy wrote me a, an email that uh, he, he did not like it, but hey, you can't please everybody. Yeah, so yeah. head over to freetalklive.com. I wrote him back. He said he was having trouble finding things on the site. And the site itself hasn't really fundamentally changed as far as how you find things. So I wrote him back asking, well, what are you having trouble finding? He didn't write me back. Mm. He anyway. probably found it. Yeah, enjoy the new site, freetalklive.com. It allows you to actually influence some of the topics that we discuss on the program by submitting show prep ideas to the uh, the website. And uh, other listeners can vote them up and vote them down, and you can do the same thing at freetalklive.com. You know, it's a it's a frustrating thing, new new stuff, because you, you have want— to learn. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't like new things. I like to know th- how things work, um, you know, sort of the old way. But at the same time, I like new things because they're generally more functional. Uh, they're they're better in some way. So you've kind of got to walk this line: how to make something new and um, usable in the same old way, but you know, better technologically. Now, uh, Mark uh, and and Luther here tonight. Uh, all three of us are participants in the Free State Project. We made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project in order to get active for uh, for more liberty in our lifetime. And in the process of getting active. Uh, I have enjoyed the uh, the company of some families that have come out. I mean, uh, Mark, you do have a family. You've got your two-year-old, two, now two, right? Yes, Jack's two, yes. Uh, two-year-old son, Jack, and uh, your wife. But Jack's not really old enough to where he could come out and, and join in any kind of significant level of activism. You could tote him around with you, but he's not really going to stand there on his own and you know and comprehend uh, what what is what is happening. We we held high, um, Jack held a sign on the last election. But there's a young uh, there is another uh, family up here with a with a young man who they bring out from time to time. We call him the president, and the reason for that is because. Well, the government people figure that everybody is organized just like they are. So the the government people presume that the liberty activists must have the same top-down structure, this command and control kind of structure that, well, all of the uh, the ground floor activists, you're all taking orders from somebody who's taking orders from somebody who's taking orders by some shadowy corporate masters. Uh, and this is their mentality. This is how their organization uh- is... I remember uh, at the Liberty Forum at the uh, 420 protest, actually, somebody was walking around. Some guy, I guess he just kind of, he was having his own protest down the street. He came mm-hmm. by and he was yelling, who is your leader? Who is your leader? <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny to hear. Yeah. Right. Well, the answer is everybody, because nobody is the leader and no one is in charge of anybody else in this movement. It's one of the really nice parts about this. There's no head for uh, <laughs> head to cut off that is going to neuter this movement. If one person is arrested uh, and put in a jail cell, the rest of them just activate themselves and do whatever it is they think is right uh, to help out in that situation. So from time to time, they will target some of us, but targeting some of us doesn't do anything overall because, 
well, they'd have to target all of us, and there are over 800 uh, free staters here, and that doesn't count the hundreds of liberty, uh, maybe thousands of liberty-minded people that are already here uh, active in New Hampshire as well. So uh, so sometimes we just kind of point at this young man uh, who we call the president. Whenever somebody asks, well, who's in charge here? We'll point at him. And, of course, he's seven years old, and so it's just kind of a... <laughs> so send him to the... the, the stick him on the child. It's just kind of a joke, right? Because, I mean, what's what are they going to do? What are they going to do to a seven-year-old? Well, here's an idea from the Des Moines Register. 12-year-old war protester Frankie Hughes was arrested late Monday, excuse me, late Wednesday for trespassing after she allegedly refused to leave US Senator Tom Harkin's Des Moines office. On Thursday morning, the girl's mother who was standing outside Harkin's office when Frankie was taken into custody was ticketed for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So that's what they could do. They could Arrest the parents of a young person who's involved at a protest of some sort, at some sort of activism event. And uh, not only will they, can they arrest the minor, uh, but they can also arrest the parents and charge them with contributing to delinquency for taking their ch- uh, children out or taking their child out on some sort of an activist excursion. It's- Outrageous. That'll well, create a chilling effect on you know- uh, families getting involved in activism now, won't it? It would, and you know, I, I kind of like I'm I'm sort of on the on the fence on this one. There's there's certain situations I find myself like, man, a kid should not be at that protest. And there's other situations where, well, clearly children should be there. For instance, the um, there was a uh, homeschooling protest, and uh, I, I got, it was you know they were the state house was hearing a bill that was would have made New Hampshire the most arduous, awful place to homeschool in the nation. Right next to Germany, probably, and um, that would be the the world. But um, <laughs> the, the so the, the the parents brought in their kids, and there were more than a thousand uh, you know homeschoolers and their and their kids, and it was incredible to see all these you know nicely cared for uh, women and their children, and of course their dads were there too, and it was just amazing to see. And that's clearly a place that it would it, it made perfectly good sense. So. You know, I, I'm I'm no one to say how you're supposed to take care of your kid and what protests you should take them to, but I, I do think that there's times when it just seems inappropriate to me. Okay, I, I see where you're coming from. Some people might argue that uh, bringing your kids to a 420 celebration may be inappropriate, but that's only from the viewpoint of people that are are uh, uncomfortable with the idea of recreational use of drugs. So I think that each family gets to decide for themselves what their uh, their children get involved in and clearly this uh, anti-war protest is what we're talking about here they were in uh, the senator's office for the purposes of protesting the war indeed a uh, 12 year old frankie said this how crazy she said after uh, she learned after school that her mother had been charged she didn't contribute to anything i did what was in my heart no one suggested i do what i did now, of course, you could also point out that her mom raised her with whatever set of values and beliefs that she raised her with. But essentially, this is the government saying that your set of values and beliefs is threatening to the state. And so, therefore, we're going to go ahead and charge you with some crimes because, well, you raised your children to believe X, Y, Z. Yeah. You raised your children to be uh, to believe that war is bad. And we believe that uh, acting on your beliefs is fine. You can believe whatever you want. But actually acting on your beliefs and standing in a senator's office is uh, is a crime, and so therefore uh, we're going to arrest you for that. There's more of those to the story here. Uh, she said she did what was in her heart. The charge against Renee 
Espeland, age 49, of Des Moines, is a simple misdemeanor. Police say Espeland knowingly encouraged and contributed to her daughter's arrest. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wouldn't it have been the police that contributed knowingly uh, to the girl's arrest? I don't see how mom could have contributed to the police right. putting how handcuffs would, on. How would mom know for sure the police were going to follow through? Sure, they make threats all the time yeah. just to try to get you to com- comply. The situation's unusual, said, uh, excuse me, situation is unusual, police and a Drake University law professor agreed. Des Moines Police Sergeant David Murillo said, I understand and fully appreciate a person's constitutional right to free speech. However, this was a case of bringing a child into a criminal arena. Dum, 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 dum. Criminal <laughs> arena. As though they were uh, dealing in guns, stolen guns, or, or plotting a murder or well, something like that. It was, it was the senator's office, right? Yes. He's right then. Well, a good point, criminal arena. It absolutely is a criminal arena. <laughs> Charging the girls. That's right. You should not bring children into <laughs> senator's offices. <laughs> period. Dear God, you, shouldn't expose your, you should not expose your children to this level of crime. I mean, if you're if you're gonna you know pass laws on who gets to raise their kids and who doesn't, for God's sakes, the criminals that work for the government, uh, especially at the at its highest level, should not be able to raise children. Charging the girl's mother in a protest is an unusual move, said the Drake professor. I think they're trying to put a scare into the peace movement, he said of police. And Frank said she will probably excuse me, that was. Uh, Wait, okay, okay. Sally Frank, Drake professor. We're dealing with a girl named Frankie, professor named Sally Frank. Uh, Frank said of police, I think they're trying to put a scare into the peace movement. She said she'll probably defend the protesters who were charged, saying there's a difference between encouraging a child to break the law and encouraging thought and care for other people. When you think of contributing to the delinquency of a minor, you think of a parent allowing their children to get involved in drugs, not a peaceful protest. We'll tell you a little bit more about what happened in the incident here in a moment. Also, take your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Listen in. We've got different listening options for you. Broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, our webcam, and even listen lines that allow you to tune in via any cell phone or other phone that can dial long distance. Head on over to listen.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. If you use code FTL, you can save uh, $10 off your order at LegalZoom.com. If you don't have a will, you're setting your family up for a whole world of hardship if uh, if you happen to, to die. And uh, then all your stuff goes to the government, and they decide how it gets passed out. LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. Des Moines Register.com is telling a story that anybody who considers themselves an activist should be pretty outraged about, especially if you have a family. 
because they've charged not only have they charged a 12 year old girl with uh, let's see trespassing because she stayed in the office of a U.S. senator and refused to leave with her mother. They charged her mom as well, as I understand it. They also charged her mother with contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which is a misdemeanor. The incident occurred late Wednesday afternoon at the federal building in Des Moines. The uh, police were called there because Christine Gaunt, age 53, of Grinnell, allegedly refused to leave after Harkin's office had closed for the day. Federal security officers told police that Gaunt was on the floor in Harkin's office. When police went to the office, they also found Frankie, the 12-year-old girl, sitting in a chair and refusing to leave. Espeland was standing outside the office. Espeland is her mother. I uh, was told that if Frankie didn't leave the office, she would be arrested for criminal trespass, according to the police report. She allegedly told police she wasn't going to tell Frankie to leave and felt it was important for her daughter to be arrested for the cause. Now, that was according to the police report, so who knows what she actually said. Uh, Espelon disputes that part of the police report. In fact, Frankie and Gaunt were arrested for allegedly trespassing, so apparently Mom was not arrested for trespassing but was uh, ticketed for contributing to the the delinquency because she was not in the office. Frankie, a sixth grader at a middle school in uh, the area, will be referred to juvenile court at a later date on the trespassing charge. Espelon goes to court on the charge of contributing to the delinquency of a minor uh, next week. She says, I will be pleading not guilty. It was an act of conscience. I didn't tell Frankie to do this. I went with her. To be civically involved, it was impossibly, it was impossible for me to intervene at that point. Asked how her classmates reacted to learning she'd been arrested during a war protest, the 12-year-old said that everyone was too focused on my new haircut. We really didn't get around to it. Within an hour of being ticketed on Thursday, Espelon was at Nolan Plaza holding a war protest sign and handing out leaflets demanding an end to the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. So it's good to know that there are at least some people out there continuing the anti-war movement, uh, even during the Obama administration, because it seems like the anti-war movement has pretty much dried up uh, since Obama got elected. Because yeah, certainly you, you you can't count on the Democrats at, at least the uh, the liberal sorts to uh, to to talk about peace right now. Um, it, it seems like well they've got peace. Uh, they, well, they've got Obama. Well, he's doing what he can. I mean, he inherited this from Bush. He got he got a peace right. prize for God's sakes. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, of course you need your the, the the murderer in chief to get a peace prize, and then he's not a he's not a killer anymore. It's crazy, uh, and and you're absolutely right, Luther. I mean, this is what people are doing. They're just pawning off the fact that nothing is changing. In fact, he's he's adding troops uh, in Afghanistan. They pawn it off on the well. It's just so difficult to clean up the mess of his predecessor. I mean, he's trying. He's doing everything he can. This is what they told me on the radio this past week. You can get the archive of uh, the talkback archive at freekeen.com. It's ridiculous. But it's this. Well, you know, he's, he's only the had commander a year. in chief. He's all, Mark, he's he's only had a year. Okay, he's the he's, commander in chief. He could can't issue just, a dictate no, that says, yeah, no, yes, he could. No. You can lie to yourself you all you to, want. This is what my friends you have, have to do. Said. What the generals say? No, the generals you don't. Say the generals be, do not outrank Barack Obama. He's he the commander in chief. Yes, but he has to. They're the experts. They're the experts, they, and he has to listen. It has to be experts a slow at draw. fighting wars. It Why would you ask slow... people uh, that are, are chiefs at fighting wars how to be peaceful? He why would you, you do that? He loves you. He loves the people in the Middle East. He's doing That's why everything. He's ordering um, more predator attacks in the last uh, in in. I can't remember what it is. He's had more predator attacks than Bush ever drones. had. They're love drones, and they're right. dropping love drones candy that hearts. Kill people. 
They're dropping candy hearts. <laughs> People can tell themselves whatever story they want about this. Barack Obama's the commander-in-chief. He can get every military personnel out of Afghanistan and Iraq today if he wanted to. Well, maybe not today. By the next 72 hours if he Absolutely. wanted to. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's good to know that there are people out there that are still doing uh, anti-war related activities and are dedicated enough to uh, have themselves arrested for it. Of course, none of this is going to stop the uh, the, the federal government from doing what they're doing. But none, I still feel good that there are people out there uh, who, who demand to be heard and who will refuse to cooperate. I just think it's uh, it's awful how they're handling this. I mean, they are t- they are absolutely attempting to intimidate parents from getting involved, getting their children involved in being active. And I think that's really a chilling, scary thing to do. And I hope that parents aren't frightened by this out there, parents that consider themselves interested in activism, uh, that, that they aren't frightened away from getting out and getting their, their feet on the ground and actually getting out and doing something, something more than just begging uh, politicians, something that actually does involve some level of risk. But, of course, you know, down the line, they could steal this woman's child from her. They could they could take her. They could send CPS over there and, uh, and say, well, you've been busted for delinquency, uh, contributing to delinquency of a minor, and so you're not a fit parent anymore. And they could just steal her, her child from her. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it came to that. So uh, it's just really disappointing to, to see this happen. And I, I don't want anybody to be scared away, but I wouldn't blame them if they were. Nobody wants their family to be destroyed by their activism. But if you don't do anything, then if you don't take any risks and if your kids aren't involved, then I just think that that's really them missing out on something really interesting. And and there's a level that children can be involved in of activism that parents would be arrested for that the kids wouldn't necessarily be arrested for. So I think there's a real role for having children uh, involved in activism. Have the have the child go up and talk to the bureaucrats and, and see how they react to the child asking them questions, uh, you know, with video cameras trained on them. I think... I'm not sure how uh, well the kid will uh, think on their feet, but, you know, right, you never right. know. Children, th- children were used in the civil rights movement a lot during yes, the Yes, they were. They were absolutely yeah. were yeah, yeah. during the civil rights movement. Um, You know... I, I think that first, the first thing you can do if you're worried about CPS confiscating your child because you are involved in, in activism is don't answer the door when CPS comes. I was very proud of my wife today. Um, there was CPS a, came over? Uh, I, you know, I sleep with earplugs in, so I don't mm-hmm. hear much. She comes in and uh, throws a, a pillow at me and says, uh, Mark! And, you know, I, no, 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 I don't want to get up. And uh, I guess I don't know why I was asleep at 9 a.m. Usually 8.20 mm-hmm. is my wake-up time. Jack will come in and say, have, a, have me read a book, which I can barely see. Um, but... There was a guy at the door, so I went to the door and Census? Uh, opened it up, and there was a, a gentleman down there, and he, he said that he was wanted to do an assessment on the house. He wanted to know if it was finished. He said, it's finished. And <laughs> he didn't he, – he, he, it's the same guy from the last time, so he didn't ask to come in because I told him, he's not, you're not coming in without a warrant. Um, so he well, said, can't mind they, if I take some measurements? Can't they just hit you with any assessment they want to if you don't let them inside? That's my understanding. All right. You, you can finish your story here in a moment. I'm finished. But you were proud of your wife or something, she right? Didn't, she didn't answer the door. Oh, okay. Very good. We're coming up here. But you did. You opened the door. More on the way. I wanted to find out what he wanted. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. 
Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 tonight. It is Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support this program, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, we'll reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations, just cross the 70 station threshold, by the way. Thank you to our Free Talk Live amplifiers for helping make that possible. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only podcast, uh, which is minus our usual podcast commercials. Uh, Also, you'll get access to the AMP-only phone lines and forum and more. Get all the details and get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Also, um... Take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy while you search. Also, the, uh, the each one of the search results has a little link underneath it that you can go to the, the website via proxy, which normally you have to pay for on the internet um, and startpage.com gives it to you for free. You can take their seven day challenge today at startpage.com. They have a little link there at startpage.com that you can uh, put it in your search thing in the upper right hand corner of your screen. That's where I have it. And it's pretty awesome. Startpage.com. All right. 800-259-9231 started the show out tonight with a, a very disturbing story. And especially I think for, for people who are families that love Liberty and uh, families that not only love Liberty, but are willing to get, a- uh, get active Uh, in support of achieving more liberty in our lifetime. We've got a story out of Des Moines where a 12-year-old girl has been arrested, charged with trespassing for refusing to leave an office of a U.S. senator at the end of their so-called business day. Her mother was also charged, uh, even though she wasn't in the office, she was charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor for allegedly encouraging her daughter to engage in such illicit activities. And I just wonder, to all of our listeners out there who do have families, or perhaps maybe you're planning on having a family, does this dissuade you from getting active? Does this dissuade you from involving your children in your choice, you know, your chosen activism? And I don't just mean if you're planning on doing civil disobedience. Uh, I also just mean in general, because remember... Just because you don't get involved in civil disobedience or non-cooperation doesn't mean that you won't be targeted. It doesn't mean that uh, you won't be singled out as a threat to the state, a threat to the establishment, and, and attacked by the establishment in whatever way they possibly can. Point of example, uh, there have been plenty of stories of, say, business owners who have run for a political office to try to unseat some incumbent who is just seen as as a terrible uh, politician. So local business owner, fairly well-known in the area, decides to step up and go ahead and run for that local office. And then all of a sudden, the health code violations start, you know, the health code inspector starts showing up and finding problems where there had never been problems before. And the fire department inspector yeah, comes fire in. fire marshal's here. Oh, my God, you don't have 57 exits for people to run through. Right. When they strike a match. Or they find something else to charge you with. There's zoning issues with your house or whatever. There have been so many uh, instances of this over the years. So it's just 
my question again, anybody that's got a family out there, if you, you've you heard the story here tonight of this 12-year-old uh, getting charged and the mom being charged with uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor, that, does that make you want to stick your head in the, the ground and hide, you know, like an ostrich? Uh, does that make you want to run away from activism? Does it... Or does it encourage you to – does it say to you that, man, there's something really wrong with uh, the society and, and now I really want to get more involved than uh, than ever? Because when I hear something like this, and I don't have kids, but it makes me think, boy, sure would be nice if we had a kids protest. Like if we had enough young people in this movement. We don't yet. Uh, but one day we will. I mean one day – we're all members of the Free State Project. We moved to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. Uh, it seems like it's easier for single uh, single people to move here uh, than families, but the families are coming. They are on their way. Some the have single people made, meeting, uh, are meeting people of the opposite sex and, and beginning to procreate, too. There's that as well. So, I mean, down the line, another five, ten years down the line, we're going to have a whole lot more families here. In fact, there have been enough families that have showed up in the Keene area that we've started a, a families uh, website on, on Facebook for, uh, for the, called the Monadnock Families for Liberty. So they're already starting to, uh, to get together. Most of them have younger children. But again, five, ten years down the line, those, are, those kids are going to be 10, 15 years old. And... Once they're getting up in that age range, this girl was 12, they're certainly old enough to be thinking uh, independently. They're old enough to listen to what their parents have to say and say, yeah, I agree with that, or no, my parents are full of S. You know, they're, they're old enough to say no and to, in many cases, not want to be around their parents, certainly at age uh, age 12. It's fairly common. So, I mean, if they still want to be around their parents and they want to be involved uh, in activism, I think it would be incredibly powerful to have some kind of uh, youngster's event. I don't know what it would be, whether it would be just something simple like a protest or doing some kind of uh, backing up mom and dad as they do some civil disobedience. I think that having young people involved in activism, whatever the activism is, is really is really powerful because I think the police would probably behave a little differently. We've seen the police behave differently when cameras are around, number mm, one. Certainly. But yeah. imagine how police would behave with cameras and children around. Cameras and young, uh, young apparently they'll arrest around. them. Um, I mean, in this situation, the the twelve year old went to the senator's office. They the cops, I assume, put cuffs on her. And it, oh yeah, they they arrested her absolutely. Uh, but we don't know if there were cameras involved there. And so, I mean, if the cops are arresting children and they're being videotaped arresting children, doesn't that look a whole lot worse than them arresting some twenty five year old or a fifty year old or something? Absolutely. Like that? So, but then again, it's easy for me to sit here and say this. I don't have kids. So, Mark, I mean, as the parent, uh, as the parent here, who's going to have in a, in ten years a twelve-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about all this? Are you intimidated? I, I couldn't say. I mean, if Jack wanted to come to some event, then you know, I probably would bring him if I felt it was an appropriate event. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. To me, it's it's about what Jack wants to do more than anything. Well, that's an interesting point. I wonder how this would have gone down. Imagine if you were in this situation, Mark, and you and Jack were at the senator's office doing some protest. Time closing time comes. You leave because you know you got your radio show to do. You you don't want to get arrested for uh, for doing this uh, this event. But Jack. Who's just you know coming into his own man here? He's 12 years old. He's going to be a teenager soon, and uh, he's he's getting older and and more responsible, and he doesn't want to be told what to do. Let's say you, unlike this mom who's alleged to have encouraged her daughter to get arrested, what if you say something to the effect of, "Jack, get out of that office. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I don't want you to get arrested today." And he says, "No." Mm-hmm. 
and he he refuses to obey you, I wonder if they could still come after you for contributing to the delinquency of a minor for even bringing him into the situation in the first place, where you could say, well, well it's look, clear, hey, it's clear in that situation that I'm using him as a human shield. So, uh, you know, obviously that's what they do. It's clear you're using him as a human shield. That's the way they see it. I mean, you know, they they they, they every time a child does something, and and you hear it talked about on the radio, and you hear people talking about, well, it's obviously the parents. We need to hold the parents responsible mm-hmm. for this, yeah. as the as as if they have little remote controls shoved up their bums, and you can make them do what you want them to do. I mean, they're little people. Right, but I'm saying, right, you wanted him to leave. At least that's what the expression was. I'm sorry. Would they charge matter. you anyway? It wouldn't matter at all. Would, right, of that's my they question. Would, would they would, charge you anyway and say, you, you you told him to do this, this was a big plot, uh, you brought him there in the first place, sure. and so you're being charged? Yes, absolutely. 800-259-9231. I just think that uh, I hope that parents won't be discouraged by this. Liberty-loving parents, please don't be discouraged by this story because they are going to try to make it worse. In many cases, they may steal uh, children. We were talking about Barry Cooper off the air. Yeah. Uh, Barry, who, uh, of course, for NeverGetBusted.com, had his wife's son, his stepson, if you will, uh, stolen from them because they got busted in a in a raid on their house, which fa- they found a roach or something like that, a marijuana roach, cannabis uh, roach, and they stole their son because of that. So again, the allegation there, well, because you use cannabis, you're a bad person, and so you're putting your children in danger of whatever, uh, knowing the truth about the war on drugs, and so uh, we're going to uh, we're going to steal your children from you. So I think it's going to come down to that, but it would be very interesting to see how. If something like this happened here in New Hampshire, where there's a tremendous activist group to back up parents, what would happen differently here as far as how would the activists pour out to support this uh, young person or the mother in order to uh, to back them up in this situation? More coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And if you get signed up, uh, you can get various different... uh, You can have our news updates delivered in various different ways, including email... Twitter, and Facebook. So pick and choose, mix and match, take all three, whatever works best for you. You can get them for free, of course, over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Speaking, uh, as we have, of uh, educating children about liberty in the last uh, few segments, how soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough with my child, Jack, and um, so we got him this book called An Island Called Liberty. It's a picture book for children, and he we read it together all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page. We'll make it a favorite of any child. So go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples right there, and order today. Get a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An Island Called Liberty, 
at freemarketunderdog.com. 800-259-9231. Just discovered uh, during the break there that there's a breaking news at CannabisCulture.com where the marijuana, the cannabis civil disobedience movement, and it really is a movement here now in Keene, New Hampshire, has uh, finally gotten the coverage it deserves. Cannabis Culture Magazine is probably one of the, the it's one of the two premier marijuana publications out there. Uh, they did they did cease the actual uh, print version of Cannabis Culture simply because they were li- literally throwing money down a hole because that's what's happened to the print industry. It's just become so uh, financially difficult to operate. They've uh, decided to shut down that, but they're still operating. Uh, Mark and Jody Emery, the, uh, the the founders and the the folks running things behind the scenes there, tremendous activists. We've had Mark on this program a number of times in the past. Jody also is a member of our Shrine of Female listeners. They're uh, Free Talk Live uh, fans and listeners, and I'm a fan of what they do over at CannabisCulture.com. Uh, Mark Emery, one of the prominent probably the most prominent cannabis activist in the world he is wanted currently by the united states federal government uh and is in the process of being extradited from canada to the united states last i'd heard was that was still in a, kind of being held up the, the, originally he was supposed to be sent there last year we talked to him in the fall of last year and They've managed to throw enough, I guess, wrenches into the legal process, and there's enough demand up in Canada, public demand, to leave Mark Emery alone because he's a hero up there. Uh, that the government has been certainly dragging their feet. The can- Canadian government has been dragging their feet at uh, at actually transferring him down. I can't to believe the United it. States. So he's 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 incarcerated, but they haven't. You no, know, he's him. he's free. He's out. Okay. He was incarcerated when we talked to him. He was getting ready to go to jail last year. They did yeah. put him in. Somehow they managed to get him out while they were still waiting for some sort of finalization of the the extradition. The legal, the, 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 the the cogs in the legal system cer- certainly do turn slowly. So he's uh, he's still out there, and they're still putting out great product over at CannabisCulture.com. In fact, I had sent them an email. I sent Jody an email a while back, giving her just a few weeks ago, giving her an update on some of the things that were going on here with the cannabis celebrations, uh, the the recent crackdowns going on in in Nashua at the 420 celebrations that popped up there during the Liberty Forum. That was my reason for uh, for emailing them, and I said, hey, take a look at this. This is what's been going on here, and they said they wanted to do a full feature story. On the entire cannabis uh, legalization, the cannabis decriminalization movement up here uh, in New Hampshire and specifically here in the Keene area because this is really where the heart of it, uh, this is where it's really originating from. And so they came back at me with that offer, and on top of that, they they pay you to write for them. So they offered to pay, and of course I said, well, look, I'm I'm not going to do this. I passed it on to uh, one of our bloggers at freekeen.com, JJ, who runs the the local Freekeen newspaper here, Freekeen Press, and he put together something like a 4,000-word article, and I cobbled together some pictures from some of the other activists that have been out there at these various different uh, 420 celebrations, and and, uh, put together some of the video footage from obscuredtruth.com. We sent it all in, and it's up right now at CannabisCulture.com. It is one of the, their four or five uh, feature stories on the website, and it 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 is incredibly good. They did a great job uh, presenting this, and I, I think it's going to bring a lot of attention to uh, some of the things that are happening here in, in Keene. And, and really, uh, it's... It's sad that there really hasn't been much attention given to uh, to what's been going on here at all. It's What's happening is literally civil disobedience every single day at 4.20 in the afternoon. 
We've all been there. We've all seen it happen. Some of us have uh, participated in it. And uh, that alone is a it's got to be a world record. I mean, the idea that there could be so much civil disobedience going. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Ian's baby isn't getting the press. It's, it's not my baby. To. I didn't. St- I didn't start this. <laughs> you were hoping for it to start for a very, very long time. We've talked about it on this show for years well, prior sure, to it. Sure. Happening. What? What cannabis? Uh, can, what cannabis user who supports the idea of decriminalization wouldn't hope for something like this? Wouldn't hope for some right. Uh, right. I remember always hearing about oh. This year we're planning the smoke out, you know. We'll do it at the college campus and mm-hmm. it'll be great. Everybody will show up, you, you know. You mean back where in Florida? Yeah, yeah, any, yeah. anywhere, you know. And uh it just, you know, did nothing they, did ever happened. Mater- no, nothing they didn't even ever. Do it in the, not, not even once a year on the college no, campus. No, nothing ever materialized yeah. from it. Sometimes that happens. There's a college out in uh, Colorado that I think has a history of doing it on a yearly basis and well, that's great. That's cool. But here it's happening every single day. So it's good to see it finally getting the uh, the coverage it deserves. And uh, thanks again to the folks over at CannabisCulture.com for doing an incredible job at uh, at covering the cannabis legalization movement. 800-259-9231. Oh, and while we're on the topic of drugs, I did finally get the chance to I, – I ordered a copy of 10 Rules for Dealing with Police from Fletcher Rights, the same folks that put together the excellent DVD a few years back called Busted, A Citizen's Guide to Surviving Police Encounters. Both of them are viewable online now. You can see them both for free. If you go to YouTube uh, and search for either one of those titles, you can see them both, the full presentation also, we linked to it over at freekeen.com. But I thought it was very good. Mark, you saw a portion of it. I don't think you saw the entire thing. You kind of listened in as uh, as I was watching some of it before the show. I mean, what were your impressions of what I thought you it was saw? well done, and uh, the advice seemed to be sound. Yeah, they actually, it's hosted by an attorney. Uh, he's supposedly a big name. I didn't recognize him, but uh, I don't know attorneys. And it's hosted by an attorney, and it's it's well produced. Mm-hmm. It's slick, uh, well packaged, well presented. And they lay out ten decent decent suggestions that uh, that people should go by. Now it's not how to do civil disobedience. It's not how to non cooperate with the police. It's just some basic things that people are not taught in government school. They're not taught anywhere about their uh, about interactions with the police. Yeah, exactly. Smart stuff and like it, and, and, walking and, away when you're on the street from the police. As time goes by, you're that much more likely, young people are that much more likely to have to deal with encounters with the police. Yes. I mean, it's it's not like it was when I was a kid. It's not like it was when you were a kid. It it just gets you know more and more likely that your young person is going to be dealing with uh, encounters with the police. And I can tell you that these movies offer the opportunity to show your family um, these things in ways that they wouldn't otherwise. They won't listen to you mm-hmm. on how to deal with police, whereas they will listen to an expert, and it gives the opportunity to have a discussion and things like that. Absolutely. 800-259-9231 is the number. We go to Stephen in Virginia. Oh, by the way, if you want that uh, video, you can go to FlexureRights.org. They've got it there. You can order it on DVD or just look for 10 Rules for Dealing with the Police on YouTube, you can find it in full there. But it's a great organization that's doing a lot to really help people understand how to interact with the cops. Stephen, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. If if you should interact with the cops, it's probably a better idea to not even ta- uh, answer the door. And that's one of the things they talk about in the video. Stephen, are you with us? Yes, I am, guys. What's, I'm what's enjoying the show. Thank you, sir. First of all, I want to just give you a personal uh, thing. Um, experience. Uh, I currently do not use cannabis, although I wish I could. However, the job market is is as such that it's very hard to get a job right now, Mm -hmm. and all of these companies that I'm trying to get a job with uh, require urine testing. Now, I'm in construction, 
civil engineering, and it's like total discrimination. So, of course, I can't use marijuana, although I would like to, you know, just as a re- recreational type of thing, not medically or otherwise. However, I, I just, so that's kind of, you know, I just see that as unfair. You know, they're, they're not letting, I mean, I've, I've had to quit, and, of course, it's not physically addictive. I smoked the stuff for years, but, you know, I've never been addicted per se, and if you are addicted, it's a mental addiction as far as I'm concerned. But it's not like cigarettes or alcohol. We all know that. But just as from a personal standpoint, I wish I could still do it. I miss it. But, you know, so I've been looking into things like K2, which they can't detect in your, I don't know if you guys have heard of K2. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of a synthetic version of uh, uh, well, THC. I'm not sure it's synthetic. I think it's actually a natural plant, though I don't know. I I just heard that it was like some kind of plant or different. It's like a herb blend, but I'm not really sure. So maybe it is synthetic. You could be correct on that. I, I think haven't... it's both. I, I think it, I'm okay. not positive, uh, but if you want to hang on, we can talk about the issue of uh, workplace drug testing here in a moment. 800-259-9231, the uh, cannabis alternative stuff, I believe is herbal, but it's also, I think, synthetic at the same time and that they're probably spraying it down with something. We're coming up. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site. If you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole list of things you can do that will help us get on more radio stations and get into more people's ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com as we go back to your calls here. I think Stephen is still with us in Virginia. Stephen, you you uh, you are looking for a job, and what you're finding is that a lot of these corporate jobs you're uh, possibly uh, considering applying for have uh, these mandatory drug testing requirements. And are you still yes. with us? You are there. Yes, okay, good. yes sir. So, uh, so you said you had no problem quitting weed. You've been uh, smoking uh, cannabis for a long time and that it, uh, you don't find it physically addictive. And, of course, studies show that it's not. Some people but have, everybody else will tell you, uh, you know, the, the, the drug warriors will tell you otherwise. Well, some people have a, a, a proclivity toward being addicted to, uh, to things that they enjoy, uh, but no, they it's not They could be addicted physically. to a bowl of ice cream every night, they too. They could be, which we should have some tonight. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you, you aren't addicted. You quit. No problem. How long has it been now for you since you, uh, you had your last puff? Oh, uh, it's probably been... I don't know, two or three months. I mean, wow, okay. I, I can't say exactly because, you know, it's 
I didn't. I'm not keeping track. Once I got 30 days of from the last time I used it, but I was only using it occasionally. I mean, it wasn't an everyday thing. Yeah. But here's the thing: on my resume are the three words "clean drug screen." Now, despite the fact that I've got that going on, and I've got five safe driving points, excellent references, no criminal record, none of that, I still am having trouble finding a job. I'm 44 years old, so I'm not quite over the hill yet, but mm. it's difficult. And I What's guess the unemployment what I want to say, like up there in uh, or down there in Virginia, it's pretty uh, right wing. But here's the thing: the unemployment um, rate is right wing. Oh no, I'm sorry. You said the unemployment rate. I thought you said how is the the uh, situation on marijuana. Actually, the unemployment rate is actually not as bad as other states. We actually have pretty good employment. I mean, I do have a couple of jobs right now, but they're not in my trade. Uh, it's because there's problems with. Uh, I'm in civil engineering, which is, is construction oriented. A land surveyor. But I just wanted to say that this is a pretty right-wing state. But here's the thing, guys. You know, I was very uncomfortable with the Bush regime. And, you know, now I'm really uncomfortable with the Obama regime. Uh, you know, Obama promised not to let, you know, medical marijuana dispensaries and stuff like this get busted. And the feds are still going around doing it. So sure as far as I'm concerned, that's a broken promise by Obama. And it pretty much doesn't matter who's in control. I, I'm uncomfortable with Obama. I was uncomfortable with Bush. It's just the way it is. But, you know, I've listened to uh, these right-wing people like Bill O'Reilly and Bill Bennett and Sean Hannity, and these, these people Ugh. are, like, totally anti-marijuana, and yet I'm kind of on the Tea Party patriot side now, whereas before I sort of sided with the left. But the left, I mean, the right has this whacked-out anti-marijuana mindset, and then the left kind of has like an anti-freedom mindset when it comes to, say, gun rights. So I'm sort of a centrist in the middle. I wouldn't call myself a libertarian. I'm more of a what you would call a conservative constitutionalist, but my conservatism doesn't <laughs> go into marijuana, you know, anti-marijuana mindset, because it's just stupid. I mean, I'm of the generation where... Well, what would you say? I mean, you sound pretty liberty-minded to me. Yeah. What would you say that the issues are you you disagree with uh, libertarians on? And I, when I say libertarian, well, I mean somebody that... Uh, well, let's just hear what you think. <laughs> I, I can't say I that I disagree with the libertarians. I really can't. I mean, I can't really think of any issue. I just... I disagree with the far left, and I kind of disagree with the far right. I'm a centrist, and I think I am what most Americans are. I, I think I'm the majority of Americans. And here's the thing, guys. You know, it's Friday night. I'd love to take a couple puffs. I know where to get a bag, man, even here in Virginia. <laughs> sure, I mean, man. I've known for years. I've, you know, I know where to get it. But the thing is, I can't take a puff on Friday night. Now, that being said, here's the other thing. Um, me and some friends of mine years ago, when times were really good, I had a Harley Davidson, and we'd go out and we'd go ride. And what we'd do is we'd stop by, a, we'd go ride, and we'd stop and have lunch somewhere, have a couple of beers, yeah, have a couple of beers. And then after we stuffed our bellies with some good food and had a couple of beers, soaked up the food, soaked up the beer, we'd go and smoke a big fat joint of Kind Bud, really good stuff. And then we'd go riding. And I want to tell you right now, I didn't have a high tolerance to marijuana, but we never had an accident. And so as far as I'm concerned, the marijuana affects driving ability is a myth. 
And oh, I can absolutely. prove that it's a well, myth. You know what? Uh, beyond your case study, you can actually <laughs> look at. You can actually look at. Uh, I think it was the Australian Department of Transportation years ago did a study, and it's since been duplicated, where they do find that statistically, uh, marijuana influenced drivers, if you will, drivers that are are high on marijuana. These are experienced marijuana smokers. It's, are, it's important to, to yeah, point this out. you shouldn't do it the first your no. first time out. You shouldn't drive your first time using uh, marijuana. But yeah, if you've if you've done it a few times, you're probably all right. Uh, and in fact, they find that the uh, the marijuana users are as safe, if not a statistically and significantly amount more safe than uh, than sober drivers. They chalk that up to the uh, they drive too slow. The idea that they're just being <laughs> they're being more careful. How the, fast am I going, man? This feels like a rocket <laughs> ship. The cannabis have... user knows they are uh, using a uh, a product that could theoretically impair them, and so they're willing to uh, to essentially adjust their driving ability to be more careful in order. Order to compensate for any sort of perceived problems that that they may be having, uh, whereas somebody who's been drinking, for instance, they in many cases, if they've had Lead enough foot. to drink, they believe they are just fine and it's no problem, and so that results in some uh, undercompensation that could kill them. So right. yeah, well, you're I absolutely just... right. It is uh, relatively safe, but like uh, Mark said, if you're new to cannabis, probably not such a good idea. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend driving. After your first time of using, you need to get used to it. But the thing is, you know, we'd go have a couple of beers, and then we'd go and eat, and then we'd go smoke, and everything was fine. It was always fine. And I believe, now I had thought that that was a U.K. study, although maybe it was Australia, but I heard that the people who were stoned drove slower and hit less cones on the course than the people that were straight. Now, you know, I mean, it's it's a myth about it affects motor skills. The, America is so entrenched in myths that you have people who actually smoke marijuana and use it talking about how people shouldn't drive and use it. You have marijuana legalization advocates and decrim advocates well, talking about, well, you shouldn't, you should not drive. And I mean, I I'm don't just, think you should drive simply be simply from the public uh, uh, sort of the perception aspect. If you get into an accident. And anybody can, whether you're sober or not. And you've been uh, smoking marijuana, and then for whatever reason it comes out, you are screwed. And yeah. that's the yeah. reason that I don't believe you should drive, <laughs> because um, everybody believes otherwise. You're going to have one heck of a time going to that, uh, that that court case where you're charged with vehicular manslaughter, DWI, or whatever it is that you've got, and trotting out this uh, this Australian study where it says, oh, no, really, they drive better, um, and, and trying to tell that to a, a jury of old people who are just want to get home and empty their colostomy bags. Um, yeah. I mean, you are you are done for at that point. Yeah, that yes, happened. I agree. And actually, any kind of accident, if they find out that you were using marijuana, they're going to blame it on the pot, whether it's yep. that. Right. I mean, it could be an accident out in the woods if you happen to be hunting. I mean, but the thing is, guys, there's a lot of myths associated with marijuana. We haven't had the studies in America like I guess they did in Australia or the U.K., wherever it was. And, you know, we need to have those kinds of studies. But the fact is, is that, you know, I'm just tired of the right and their crap about it. And I'm kind of tired of the left, the far left type of mindset on, like, say, guns and stuff. So really, I guess... I, I, hey, don't know. I know where we you're coming to... from, man. I've I've been there, and, and that's where I came from. Uh, it was uh, seeing that the, the two parties are just two sides of the same totalitarian big government coin. Yeah. They just all have different ways that they want to control people's lives. And uh, I, I, I found the Libertarian Party for a little while, and then I realized they're no different, really. I mean, they were for a little while, but they've been since taken over by the Republicans, basically. Kind of, they're like the Republican lights now. 
Right. And uh, so I just don't feel like there's any real hope from the uh, the major political parties at the national level, which is why I made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to get together with other like-minded people. And we're having some amazing effects up here. As I mentioned to you uh, earlier, uh, before you got on the phone with us, Cannabis Culture Magazine has run a feature article at CannabisCulture.com about the marijuana uh, decrim movement, the marijuana freedom movement up here. It's incredible. I highly recommend you go take a look and go to freestateproject.org. Check out might... Porkfest, Stephen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Cannabis Thanks, Culture is a great mag- In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the Shrine of Female Listeners, which uh, we've had some new Shriners uh, added here today because, well, we should have done it a few weeks ago. By we, you mean you. Yeah, we yeah. as in the, those of us the behind royal the we, the editorial, yeah, exactly. you know, we dropped off the money as planned. We as, we in, as in I don't want to take responsibility for <laughs> a mistake that I made. We as in those who are on this program, those who are part of Free Talk Live. But yes, I am responsible for, uh, and I was going to take responsibility, Mark. Thank you. Uh, I I'm am glad responsible. I gave you the opportunity. You could actually probably go in and approve the Shriners, too. What? But, uh, but <laughs> anyway, there's... I don't have any idea how to do this. There's a new feature on our website which makes becoming a Shrine of Female Listeners participant much easier. Of course, the Shrine is something that uh, that we put up years ago on this program to uh, show that ladies actually listen to Free Talk Live. See, there's this common uh, thought within the uh, talk radio business that, and it's backed up by evidence that talk radio is listened to um, overwhelmingly by males. And so we wanted to show the radio industry and, and people that pay attention to that sort of thing, program directors, that, hey, women listen to this show, and not only do they listen, but they're, they're willing to prove it by uh, validating themselves, by showing in their photo or video that they submit to our website that they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. And so we've been uh, t- taking uh, submissions from our uh, lady listeners and putting them up on the website. Now it's even easier. Now you can go create your own account on the website, which many of you already have, which, of course, allows you to submit show prep ideas and stuff like that. But you can also create your own shrine entry. And then basically you, you upload your own video you, uh, or you link to their, your YouTube version of it or whatever. You can't actually upload the video. You link to it from one of the video sharing sites and or upload a photo either of which is validated, proving you listen to the show, and then it goes into a, a little approval queue. So then I come along when I get a chance to uh, to do it. I'll, I'll do it on a weekly basis now. I just hadn't done it yet this year. So I went in there and I approved the uh, the waiting ladies. So we've got, I think, four brand new Shrine of Female listeners participants up on the Shrine today. And, of course, you can get the latest uh, on when these things happen by going to news.freetalklive.com and go to shrine.freetalklive.com to, sh- uh, to see the Shrine of Female listeners and find the necessary links so you can uh, join the Shrine if you are one of our lady listeners. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Research shows that a one-year-old will learn twice as fast as a two-year-old. 
these early years represent a critical time in your baby's life, and this is it, this is absolutely the best time to teach babies to read. We got my son a great kit called Monkey See, Monkey Do, and he loves it. You can get it at babyreadingkit.com. I recommend this for your child. It's babyreadingkit.com. Today, Laura and I were, you know, Jack was watching the Monkey See, Monkey Do videos, and we were very surprised to see him say the word, or hear him say the word, octagon. I mean, That's a big word. Yeah, I mean, it just pops out with octagon. It was, you know, the, the, there's shapes in this thing, and mm-hmm. that now, now he seems to know that Can word. you show him an octagon and have him say that? He says it before they say it on, or says it when they say it on the uh, on the video. So he he, he just mm. it, so he's memorized him. it. Yeah, I, I don't think he's quite ready to uh, you know see a, a list of shapes and say octagon. Yeah, yeah. but yes. start. Uh, this is how one starts. Start bisecting the octagon and measuring the angles and all that. He's not quite <laughs> not that there far. yet. Not, I wonder yet. is an octagon half? It's a regular Eight-sided. octagon. I, I gotcha. Thank right. you. Um, an octagon is a regular octagon is kind of like the police or the the, the, the stop, stop sign, sign thing. Well, yeah, but is an octagon just an eight-sided shape? Right, right. it can be any. That's just a specific kind of octagon. Octagon that would be because symmetrical. Each angle, yeah, each angle and each uh, side are the same length or angle. So octagon is to uh, quadrilateral as uh, square is to regular octagon. Or vice versa. Or, right? Yeah. Or, or what? It, a quadrilateral isn't that a didn't four-sided? Didn't do very good on those intelligence class um, get, uh, tests, <laughs> did you? No, no. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't understand. I, I, what you're is, it, is it called a regular octagon? Or I think it's called regular. It's, uh, anyway, it's been so long, and I, I have no real use for public school <laughs> right, math. Right. <laughs> <laughs> math in general, I, I really, you know, once you get above, once you get to adding and subtracting and multiplying, right. that's where okay. I pretty much where I am. I, I still think you're wrong. Can you give me your analogy one more time, Mark? Okay. A regular octagon is mm-hmm. to a quad, uh, to a, uh, 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 is it quadrilateral? No, a um, quadrilateral is a four-sided shape. Yeah, quadrilateral, yes. As a square is, uh, as a um, stop sign. Regular is to, so it's yeah, an octagon is. To, <laughs> so an octagon doesn't doesn't have to be regular or specific. Is I guess it's what I'm saying. It's an eight-sided shape. It's an eight-sided shape. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. So a a quadrilateral and an octagon are the same, and then a, a square and a regular octagon. Does, does, you mean does a symmetrical sense? octagon? Okay, is that the term? Well, I don't know if regular is any, it means anything. I think regular is what that means. I never heard that before, but okay. then again, I haven't been in uh, geometry right. class. I know there is a term grade. for it for any kind of shape, whether it's a pentagon or a hex, yeah. hexagon, and uh, when they're equal sides and equal angles. By the way, uh, since we're talking about uh, co- corrections here, uh, just to, to make sure that everybody understands, earlier our caller was talking about K2 which is an herbal smoking blend. Uh, I suggested it might have been herbs and a synthetic. I was correct about that. According to Wikipedia, K2 is an herbal smoking blend made of herbs and spices sprayed with synthetic cannabinoids. So the material you're smoking, the plant matter, matter is not what's getting you high. It's the spray down of uh, the, the synthetic cannabin- uh, cannabinoids, notably JWH018, which mimics the effects of cannabis and some places they've begun like in kansas uh, to ban the sale and possession of the active chemicals however most of the uh, most of the country k2 and its ilk are still fully legal so there you have that 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line let's talk to mike in florida you're on free talk live hello mike hey mike, hello you're on the air mike what's on your mind tonight uh, I'm kind of a new listener and uh, love the show. Welcome, I sir. just wanted to I I I, I just wanted to uh, ask Ian. Yes. Um, 
I heard you say last, uh, last week, maybe it was, that uh, you used to be of the mindset that um, violence was the answer, and now you're of the opposite mindset. And I guess correct. I'm kind of maybe where you used to be. Um, so I'm kind of curious to know, you know, how you came around to your current view. Maybe you could lay out you it's know, a what good brought question. you there. It's a good question. I, uh, I used to have fantasies about defending one's freedom in a violent manner against the aggressors of the government. And then I moved to New Hampshire. And I, I jo- first I joined the Free State Project, uh, and then I made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And finally, I wasn't alone, and I wasn't hopeless anymore. I think those that's probably the number one factor as far as what encouraged me toward more of a peaceful mindset. I also kind of started uh, you know, to, to go down a more spiritual path. I had been an atheist, and, and uh, I, I, I kind of went a different direction uh, in that way, and I'm a, a panentheist now. But I think the most important aspect was down in Florida, which is where you live, uh, I was mm-hmm. living in, in Sarasota, Florida, is where I, had bor- I was born and raised. And uh, even though there were hundreds of thousands of people in the area, there were maybe only five to ten people coming to the libertarian meetings in the uh, in the area. And there, of those five or ten people, most of them really weren't doers. They really weren't people that were out there actively doing anything for liberty. So really, I could pretty much count on myself and maybe a handful of other folks to help me out if I really twisted their arms and and uh, jumped down their throats to try to get them to do something. So I, I really felt like it was hopeless. The whole idea of achieving freedom felt like it was hopeless. But when I came up here and I was surrounded by others, and it wasn't really that uh, – there weren't really that many people here when I made the move here, but there were enough to make a difference, enough to where uh, you could get five to ten people to come out in you know, 24 hours' notice to pretty much anything you uh, were, were trying to do. And uh, we can continue uh, this discussion here in moments. More with Mike and violence. We'll talk about it. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKIWiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, and use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. You don't use the code FTL, you don't get the first month free at HostGator.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We've got Mike on the line in Florida. Mike uh, says he's a relatively new listener to the program. He heard us talking about uh, transitioning from belief in violence to as far as solving the problem of this overarching, uh, always intrusive, oppressive government to uh, the solution of peace and nonviolence specifically and, and what was my personal path. 
And it really, I think, was mostly moving to New Hampshire and actually having hope regained. Because I felt whenever I would think of violence, uh, whenever the idea, whatever the idea of, uh, are you still with us there, uh, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, so, so whenever I would uh, feel hopeless, or I would I would read some sort of news story about, say, the the feds coming in and raiding a cannabis uh, one of the cannabis dispensaries in California, I would start fantasizing about like hiring private guards to stand at the front door who would you know risk their lives for the cannabis uh, the dispensary and having yeah. a shootout with Gunned the DEA. down in a blaze of glory. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, I, I mean, can I just say though it. It seems like, I mean, it seems like maybe it's a false sense of uh, hope, maybe, because maybe you're isolated there now in New Hampshire and surrounded by, uh, you know, freedom-loving people. But what happens when they come banging at the, your door up there, you know? Well, I, let me let me continue here. I will answer that. What will happen, et cetera. Hang on one moment. So uh, I would think of the these violent things, and it was simply because I didn't really feel like there was anything else I could do. I felt like, man, this is it. I'm just going to have to take a few of them out before they take me out, you know, that kind of mentality. Uh, what would happen up here would be, well, I've come to the, also the conclusion that it also just doesn't make sense. Not only do I now have hope, uh, but I've yeah. thought on it further, and I've come to the conclusion <laughs> that not only do I have hope now, but it's also pointless and counterproductive toward my ends of wanting to achieve more liberty to engage in violence. And all you have to do is look at the examples of people who've engaged in violence against the uh, the state agents you know go and uh, pull up the the video footage of the guy with the kill dozer over uh, go to yeah, yeah but those are isolated examples if you look at the history of the world i can't really think of too many examples when when the power has been returned to the people without some sort of violence well, just because it's been done that way in the past doesn't mean it needs to be done that way in the future. And I also feel like morally uh, resorting to violence is essentially lowering myself to their level. That's their tool. That's what the government does in order to get its way. And if I do the same thing as they are willing to do, I understand it'd be in self-defense and all that. There's all kinds of justifications for yeah, violence out there. Yeah, I mean, there. it seems like you're going to a gunfight with a knife, you know? Oh, I'm no. not fighting. That's just it. I'm done fighting. Well... Uh, Mike, are are you familiar with uh, the uh, independence of the country India from the United Kingdom? Yeah, I you know I thought of the example of Gandhi, and you know it's a great example, but there are a couple of different factors with that scenario that don't really apply to us. Number one, there was a foreign power within their nation, um, so maybe if there was a similar example to that of a foreign power being you know an oppressive force in our nation people might the band together like, how about the uh, civil rights movements of the the blacks in the 60s or um the russian government falling in the uh, early 90s in a but essentially they, they bloodless did use coup. violence though there was a certain amount used and i'm not uh, you know you can't con- that's the thing about this is you can't control everyone's actions but you can control yours you can't get right. you can't foment other people being violent either why because most people are doing okay still in the United States. They've got television sets. They've got cars. They got, they're got. they not emaciated walking around playing uh, the xylophone right. on There's, their ribs. People don't become dangerous until they have nothing to lose. And right. I think that that's the case in India, you know, uh, or in the case of the civil rights movement, that the people were so oppressed that they got to the point where they had nothing to lose, and that's when violence ultimately becomes the answer. So we're, so and we're, I just we're currently in a situation. going down that road inevitably 
it seems, you know, history repeats itself, and I can't really see any other outcome here coming up for us. Mike, I mean, I, I just really it, can't. It doesn't matter whether or not you can see the outcome. And I, I understand your reticence. I've, I've been exactly where you are, saying exactly the same things. I don't think this can happen from a nonviolent standpoint. But... If you think that the that, that America is going to end in a bloody uh, you know battle, why in the world wouldn't you? Did you just say that you don't think that this can happen without? I'm sorry, I may have misheard you. What, okay, what at that? one point I was sitting where you are and saying the same uh -huh. things that you were saying. Now I've right. changed my mind, and if you think that America is going to end in some kind of bloody, uh, terrible revolution, why wouldn't you take a certain amount of steps in order to return America? Or, you know, get get some freedom for people in America by just picking up and moving was my thought process. So I picked up and moved for the Free State Project and, you know, well, brought my family But you can only do here. that for so long until there's nowhere to move to. Well, so, so I'm not going to make the first move? No, I'm saying it's a great it's a great start. I mean, it's a great, you know, it's a great escape for the intern. I'm not escaping. But... No, no, I'm not escaping. I'm going someplace strategically to make a stand because other people are going here too. So New Hampshire is the last stand. <laughs> well, I, I I think so. I personally don't have a weapon. I am not going to be fighting anyone in a last stand. in a last stand situation. Um, but no. the last stand for liberty. I mean, in this I country, I can tell you, 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 Florida is not the last stand for liberty. I <laughs> no, lived there no, all no, my I'm, life. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make my way up there like a lot of other people are. Right. And I, I can the, the the situation that I found myself. In and still find myself in, especially on days that I have too much caffeine, which pretty much is any caffeine for me. I find myself, you know, like going through scenarios in my mind where the where the feds or the 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 government people are coming up the driveway, and I've cut some uh, trees down over the driveway, and I've and I've got the 50 cal there, you know, taking them out. I have I I go through these fantasy situations or have in the past, and they don't bring me anywhere that's good. So. What I've decided well, to do no, is shed those. I agree those. that in in the immediate, you know, in that immediate situation, it wouldn't. But um, it just seems like uh, that they they do not respect anything but no. backlash. That's what you know. What uh, you're missing is. What they want is backlash. Absolutely, they feed They're, on. Yeah. They'll take out two or three cops, and or, or I would, or whomever would. The the person who who decided to do this would take out two or three cops, and then they would hire. 50 more to take their place, 100 more to take their place. There's no shortage of people that will take on that sweet, sweet, sweet government paycheck. Also, if you believe that, well, okay, Mark, if it's just the one guy going out and, you know, a hail of gunfire. But that's then, yeah, what it course. always is. That's what every news story is. But it's in a, that one guy. But in the violent fantasy. It's the one guy, and that one guy is never able to accomplish anything. But you take, for example, the L.A. riots only after... You know, they took to the streets and started rioting. Do they get the city's attention? What'd they get? Well, they didn't get much, but they got their attention. Okay. Okay, so what? I got people's attention by smoking pot in public. So, I mean, you can get all kinds of attention in various different ways. You know, it seems know. to me that what I'm hearing from you is that, well, if we could just get enough people to do violence. Well, I mean, if you've well, got I enough mean, people... Well, I mean, isn't that how this country was born? I mean, it was just, born again, in Just, again, argumentum ad antiquatum is what you're using there is because it happened it's, this way in the past. But it's a true past. argument. If you could get enough people with guns in their hands to stand up to the, uh, the right. government people, you'd, you'd be in fine shape. But you're not going to get it. Uh, but no, if no, you no, could... 
country. Can I if ask you, you guys, even if you could, can wait, 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 hold guys, on. You, you I mean, can I, hang I, on. I we'll, we'll hang on to you. We'll hang on to you, okay? Because it's a good conversation. But if you yeah. could get enough people together to do some sort of violence, again, well, well, you don't get I, peace get... through. Hang on, we'll bring you back. Okay. It, you don't get peace through violent means. It just hasn't happened. Those people that did violence back in the, you know, the creation of the country, they just wanted their own power structures. So yeah, they and then they marched on people. the Whiskey Rebellion and the uh, 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 Shays Rebellion and, yeah. and all the other rebellions that went on right after the, the, the Revolutionary War. If you've got enough people to engage in mass violence, you've got enough people to do mass civil disobedience. And that's a far more powerful way to get accomplished what you're looking for. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. A lot of features there. We give them away, so enjoy those on us. If you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue having a conversation that I think is probably one of the most important ones uh, that can be had, especially in the liberty community, because I think a lot of people are either where Mike is today and where we were in the past – and I think a lot of people are there, and this kind of violence is the answer mindset. And I think nothing could be further from the truth. Let's bring back Mike in Florida. Uh, Mike, you're back on Free Talk Live. You're talking about how you believe that one guy getting violent with the state, well, he's just going to get rolled over and crushed. But if enough people were uh, were to get violent with the state, it would it would uh, it would garner some attention. And I think that uh, besides the fact that you're lowering yourself to their level, uh, that violence doesn't create peace, that it just uh, you know pay, paves the way for a new set of violent rulers to take control. Besides those points, also, what kind of attention are you going to get? Uh, you're going to get some real, real dangerous attention. You're going to get some real negative attention. You'll be made out to be a band of, uh, of dangerous people, and uh, you'll be made out to be a bunch of crazies. Normally, you're just made out to be a, a lone crazy, because as you say, that's how it normally happens. But you'll be a, you know, a cult of crazies. You'll be a militia of crazies, or whatever. And of course, you'll be, uh, you'll be eliminated as well. Whereas if you were to, to get a group of people together to do some civil disobedience, as did Gandhi, as did the uh, civil rights movement, then you can get some real positive attention. Because then you're still around to talk about uh, the things that you're doing and be interviewed, even if it is from the inside of a jail cell. Then you can really make some significant change. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I tend to disagree. I think in the time of Gandhi, um, I don't think that they had the, the, I like to call it the prison industrial complex that we have today. Mm hmm. Um, so they weren't able to lock up massive amounts of people like they are now. No, but they could still we, they could still swing a truncheon and uh, cave your head in. Yeah, yeah. 
Also, um, um, the, the the civil disobedience has been going on here in New Hampshire, and uh, they have yet to lock people up for you know huge amounts of time over it. No, yeah, they'll generally yeah, yet. generally just. Not I think the key word there is yet. Well, and um, I, here's I mean, what you I guarantee. Know. I mean, what do you what do you guys think the founders put the Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights for? Because everyone. I mean, has, what do you believe the purpose of that was? For self-preservation. To, to ward to to fight back in the instances we needed to fight back, just as they had to fight back. Yeah, and I'm telling you that king. this is not an instance. I, I'm all fi- I'm all fine with you protecting your family uh, from uh, from criminal attack. I think that makes sense to stop yeah, I, violence. I own a gun. I mean, nobody's coming into my house. I, I own well, a I gun guess, as well. I guess my question to you would then be: When the founders wrote the Second Amendment, they must have had in their mind some sort of um, scenario in which the Second Amendment would become so, you know, quote-unquote, active, activated. And I guess my question then to you would be, in, in what scenario then do you believe that they put this kind of final fail-safe in for us? What scenario do you believe we would need to be in in order to, quote-unquote, activate the Second Amendment, you know, in order to use those arms now to I am not you know, push in any back? Way... I'm not in any way bound by the Founding Fathers. Um, I would ask you this. Did the Founding Fathers intend what we have today as far as the government goes? No, absolutely not. Then they are then they are flawed men who made a mistake. And so I don't feel obligated to pick up an arm in order to fight for you know uh, freedom right, in, right. in the way that they right. did. What they did, they failed at. So... The, you know, it could very well be that the Second Amendment was a good choice or a bad choice. I, have any, I haven't any idea. Here's what uh-huh. I do have to say is that if you use violence, the government is extraordinarily good at dealing with violence. That's what they do for a living. They are the monopoly on violence in this world, and our government specifically is the biggest, most powerful government that the world has ever seen. So if you decide right. to go up, with the, uh, go, go up against them with a Mossberg 500 and a few you, uh, black market hand grenades, you are going to end up very, very yeah, dead, you'll, you'll, very, you'll very get quick. Slaughtered. Even if you well, come up with a thousand other guys like you, in the world. if you get a thousand guys like you armed in the same manner, you're still going to be very, very dead, very, very quickly, and they're going to paint I don't, you. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. They're going to paint think, you like um, they paint I, the rest of these militia people. Look, the the, no. the Democrat talking heads are already saying, "Look at these Tea Partiers. How, what what more proof yeah. do we need? These are violent people. Their rhetoric should be stopped immediately. They want to silence them. And what do they use as examples? They use the violent guys as the example. Yeah. If you could get a thousand people together, you'd have a tremendous civil disobedience movement that would be absolutely unstoppable. Whatever issue you decided and to take on, and they're not going to throw you in jail for years to, for doing. They it. don't have enough people to arrest you for that. Whereas dropping a tactical nuke on your gathering of a thousand people or whatever, doing whatever they could yeah. to uh, yeah. to crush some you, by tank, some uh, yeah, just some carpet bombing, you know. They've got the tech. Uh, I, I mean, I just hate to see. I I I, I hate to say it, but I, I feel like the state is just placating you for now. And Placating sooner me? or later, I mean, the, Pla- the charges are going to get racked up, 
And I sooner or later, scared, everyone's hey, going to be a felon. Hey, everyone's going to be look, have a Mike, criminal record, Mike, and everyone's going to be locked up hey, and, dude, and behind bars. They, they can come, and you ask me what I would do if they came into my house. I got a camera going right now. I got a camera charged up. I got my quick uh, quick dot com instant internet broadcast on my uh, my cell phone. I would do my best to record whatever kind of uh, tyranny they decided to put. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great example. I mean, you could look to the example of that that video that you you mentioned on cop. Copblock.com, where those sheriff's deputies came in, trampled over that woman's rights, yeah. and basically flipped her the bird on the way out. Yeah, how, would that, how thing, would that have gone had she decided to pull now, out a gun? Yeah, let me play it out for you. Let me play it out for you. So they flipped her the bird on the way out, and basically yeah. she, she recorded them and threatened to sue and take them to court. Big deal. The cops are going to do the same exact thing the next time. Now, that's what they had did that scenario Nelson. Wait. played out differently, had the cops busted into her house, and she had a shotgun waiting and blew them all away. She'd be on the run. Yeah. No, yeah. She, she she'd would be never, on the run. She, she'd be she'd in the middle of down right there. She'd she would have been in little pieces. But, but I guarantee you those cops would think twice about acting the same no, they way. Wouldn't. No, they, they wouldn't do it for a second. Cops, cops end up dead all the time coming into people's houses. And the fact is they make the people in those houses look bad like they were criminals. They found some drugs. They found some illegal guns. Yeah. They found whatever they wanted to find. I'd like to give you the example of Nelson Mandela, who did uh, protest the police and ended up in, in prison for a very long period of time. 20 years. Then got out and was president of South Africa. Now, compare that to your scenario where he, he says, these crackers aren't taking me alive, and he shoots a couple yeah. of them. And what is he? Just another dead black man in South Africa. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I tend, to, hey, I tend I understand. to look to the... Mike, I understand. I, I, We're not I just tend convince. to look to the example of the founding of this nation about how... Yeah, but you weren't uh, around. Yeah, I don't, it, you know, I don't we think... We made grievances. We complained. We had passive complaints to the king. And it was only until they took up arms. Mike, was, Mike, that may be so, but hard. but you know what? This country is not even close to that yet. You know, they they are still wanting to, uh, you know, to eat, to watch, go home, come home, watch TV. You know, put their put yeah, their feet up. Yeah, I agree. Up. I agree. You know, I agree. It, we're way off. It's, it's I just, apples and oranges. I just think that inevitably it's going to come to that because I can't really. I understand see why you think that way. The, I understand the moneyed why interests in this country or in the, in the colonies at that time f- decided that it was in their best interest to be able to uh, trade with other nations. They couldn't do that because of their contracts with uh, with England. So they needed an excuse in order to throw off the bonds and the shackles. They managed to use their money to whip up the peasantry, which is what they needed to fight the war, and that's what they did. When you can find uh, rich people that are looking that that don't you know that don't control the nation that aren't f- um, fed by made fat and happy by the United States government that are willing to fund your situation, then well, maybe you'll have a United yeah, States revolution situation again. The key, here. I think the key is, is that until Americans have a lot, uh, at least a majority of Americans have nothing left to lose. I mean, all their rights have been taken away. Um, uh, all their money is being taken in taxes. It's so oppressive that they have nothing to lose. Then I think we're going to see this this violent resurgence. Yes, um, you're, you're, you're absolutely back. right. I, I think it's inevitable. You're I mean, absolutely. I, I'm just, it's it's inevitable. It's it's going to happen if nobody gets around to educating people about the ideas of liberty. And that's the idea of concentrating enough people in New Hampshire, where we're actually having some success. 
That's right. Because uh, if these people who are so upset and have nothing left to lose actually take steps besides violence, take steps they otherwise wouldn't do, like civil disobedience and other things that are non-cooperative and also non-violent and peaceful, then we can see some amazing things happen. Sure, it means you might end up in a jail cell, but you might end up in a jail cell anyway. So I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. There is no reward of significance available without risk of significance. Hour number three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231 at SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Plus, the website actually allows you to not only learn more about the program and interact with our listeners, but also to influence the content of the show. Now, the best way to influence the show is to call in, and you can literally bring up anything. But another good way, it's not quite as effective, is to use our website where you can uh, submit news stories, you can submit videos and blog posts, and whatever it is you think is interesting. And our other listeners will vote them up and vote them down, and you can vote them up and down as well. And uh, the most popular stories make it to the front page of our website, meaning they're more likely to be used by us in the show prep each night so head on over enjoy it's free it's free at freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls kanan is listening in colorado kanan you're on free talk live yeah hi kanan you're on the air what's on your mind he's gone apparently kanan i, I think he tried to, to say hello and it hung up at the i same don't time. know what happened there let's try abel listening in new hampshire abel you are on free talk live with ian luther and mark howdy abel howdy. what's on your mind hey i uh the whole business of uh, being armed and when to use it is a is a really really troubling uh concern for myself now abel uh, are you talking about when to use it in regards to uh private person violence or government on private person violence i i think i i don't know why we should distinguish well, I'll tell you why, because uh, it's about the, the, the illusion of legitimacy that the government people have in people's minds. And, and the, to our listeners just tuning in, last hour we had a lengthy conversation about uh, Mark and myself coming to a position of peace uh, rather than violence against the state, uh, the, the, the oppressors in, in the state. And the reason is because when you defend yourself against a, a, a criminal that's not working for the state, then the people that are around you, your neighbors, that hear, they may hear about that story will support you. They'll say, well, yeah, you gave that guy what's for. He was threatening your family. Uh, it's, it was entirely appropriate you, for you to do what you did. 
But the state has the aura of legitimacy around it. So even though we understand that the state is engaging in the same kinds of criminal activities, albeit on a much larger scale as uh, many other smaller criminals do, they're stealing, they're threatening, they're intimidating, uh, they're using violence on people, and they're getting away with it. We understand these to be the case, but most people don't understand that. Most people look at the violence of the state and they say, oh, well, you know, that's our system, and uh, we voted for the representatives, and they passed the laws, and they said that that's okay. And right. So it's all right when the state Barack kills Obama. People. I just heard him uh, last night say that uh, the, the the state is the monopoly privilege on the use of force or something monopoly yep. f- force or something like that. Monopoly, monopoly on violence. Yeah, monopoly on violence. And so I mean, it, he, he's accepting it. So it, the, so it's all about uh, how you're in uh, how you're seen by people and and what they think uh, of of what you do. So it's it's really a practical aspect aside from the moral uh, issue of lowering yourself to their level and, and using violence. It's all about how people look at it. Well, I, I don't think it's a, a lowering to a level if if what you see happening is is about to do grievous bodily harm. Or sure, sure. I understand what you're saying. Can you address someone. the uh, the perception issue? Uh, the the perception issue is, of course, you know, a valid point on your part. I'm okay. not going to argue that at all. Well, there you. But that's I think, the, there's, that... a, I think there's a there's a level at which you know we we have to stop them. And I don't know how to go about that the best way. I think that, that actually having the, uh, the open carriers at the 420 event in Nashua probably, uh, you know, set back the, the, uh, you know, some of the activity that may have occurred there. Uh, on the part of the police, uh, you, you know, you think that they, be, you think that because there were people carrying guns at a cannabis uh, celebration, that the police were less violent. Yes. Okay, it's pure speculation. In fact, uh, at that particular event, the police used the guns as a reason to uh, to amp themselves up even further. Now, nothing happened as a result. I would say it's right. because there were several video cameras around uh, that the police uh, well, behaved. Well, I'm certainly not going to argue with you that uh, that video and speech and and observation and witnessing are are not the most important thing to uh, to to fight the violence of the state. I am not going to argue with that at all. I don't I think you only... win by fighting. That's just that's just it. I don't it... think you win peace by fighting. Well, I, I'm just saying that there 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 has to be a point at which we interfere with these guys when they're when they're about to kill somebody. Well, Abel, um, here's here's where where I have the dilemma with what you're talking about, and it's. That if I spend a lot of time thinking about it, and one has to, if if one is is to be effective in the use of violence, one must be good at it, right? So you have to spend a lot of time thinking about it, practicing, practicing and doing all these things. If I spend my mental time doing those things, then I feel that I'd be more likely to use them before. I should. And if you use it before you should, likely if you use it when you should, you'll still be painted by the media as a madman. You'll be gunned down in a hail of, uh, of bullets and uh, you, you're, you'll be as effective as Carl Draga. Look him up on the Internet, Carl Draga. Uh, I know the story of right. Carl Draga. You do not have to. I, I'm, you know, and, and he was he was he was a lone guy yep. that uh, that I'm not talking about doing it alone. I don't think that it needs to be done alone. Well, the the point I'm I'm making is is that it's likely that I if if I were to uh, to be the one who is trained and ready and all those things that I would be too quick to jump the gun, and so I'm just not prepared 
to spend a great deal, invest a great deal of my time being prepared, practicing, shooting. In my case, uh, owning a gun would be a felony, so um, it would be very dangerous for me to even do that. Or going to martial arts class and spending hours and hours and hours each week, you know, practicing for this situation. Aikido accepted. Um, you know, I, th- that's the problem for me is that what it does to me on the inside. I, I think that anybody that properly trains uh, in the use of defensive force is, uh, is you know, uh, you know, a good portion of any of that training has to be, you know, the spiritual thing of, yes. of you know, being aware of, of, of the right moment to use it. I mean, I, I just, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I went out to uh, front site, uh, you know, on, uh, on the advertised uh, free gun course, and uh, and and they did spend a good amount of time on, you know, w- what is the right point in in which to use it. Now, of course, uh, they would never never advocate uh, it being used against a uh, a uh, law enforcement officer, even though. They on regularly uh, occasions uh, are out there uh, harming and killing people. Look, Abel, I understand what you're saying, and I I, I get the emotion. I know the justification, and I think it's I, I I don't think it's unjustified to do what you're suggesting. But I still think it's impra- it's impractical, and I don't think it's going to get you where you want to go in the long run. It might get you dead, uh, but it's not going to get us after the fact. The rest of us, if we're still alive, and you and your posse go out and whatever the hell it is you're planning on doing. I'm not uh, saying my posse. I'm just saying that you're you saying know, get a bunch of people together. Your, your loved one, you know, be murdered. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? You're saying get a bunch of people together and do some sort of violence against the state. No, no, no. I'm saying at that moment interfere with that action. You're talking about killing cops. No, I'm not talking about killing him. I'm talking about stopping him from killing somebody well, else. Well, if you can stop We're them from killing, if, if you can yeah. stop, if you if you can stop them without using violence upon them, I think that'd be well, fine. I mean, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put hands on them. You if, know, I, I'm not saying. If you know, I, it may not be, you know, pulling the firearm and shooting him. It may be, you know. Six big guys, you know, grab them by the, the arms and say, you're not going to do this. I'm sorry. I can't if say I would have a problem with that. If they're killing one, a family member of yours or something like that, I, like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that that's not the time to do something. But if they're All putting right. a well, family member of yours in I'm handcuffs. Is that this is going to come up. I don't think it is. What were you going to say, Mark, if they were putting family if in they're, handcuffs? If they're putting a family member in, in handcuffs, you're talking about uh, something entirely different. You'll live to fight another day. You know, I mean, that's uh, you, you use whatever you can in order to stop them, you know, uh, go after them and, and hassle them for yeah. doing such I, a thing. I can't but. say I would have a problem. Abel, thanks for the call. I can't say I would have a problem with six burly men stepping in the way and somehow disarming a cop. I couldn't say there'd be a problem with that. No. Uh, more coming up here. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features on our website. They are totally free, and those features include our webcam. 
You can watch and listen and chat all at the same time at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. Just a few more thoughts on uh, the issue of violence in response to the violence of the state. Besides the fact that I have a firm belief that violence begets violence, I think there's plenty of evidence to show that in uh, throughout history, that violence just keeps leading to more violence, keeps leading to more violence. Somebody has to break that cycle. But what you end up getting from the people that are still in the violence mindset, as we used to be, uh, and, and, and Luther, you've been relatively uh, kind of on the outs in this conversation. I mean, how, how do you feel about this? Have you ever been where Mark and I have been? Yeah, have you, absolutely. What's your path been like? Oh, geez. Um... I guess it was uh, when I read Mary Ruart that really changed things for me. Really? What about it? Uh, just as an alternative, and it seemed like a more uh, productive alternative, really, to uh, uh, through nonviolence and uh, non-cooperation, rather than just, you know, uh, it just seems like, you know, if you go in with this mindset that, you know, oh, yeah, I'll defend myself and I'll... I'll I'll, you know, we'll raise the revolution and it'll happen and we'll overthrow these shackles. You know, it's just going to cycle through more of the same. They're ready for that. They're, they are prepared for that. And and so what you end up getting, as we got from Abel during his his call, was these ludicrous scenarios. Uh, and we're, it's what we were talking about oh. during the break, the idea that, you know, at some point you're going to come across a situation where uh, the government people are trying to murder your wife. And so in that particular case, you know, is it okay to go ahead and engage in violence to put a stop to it? Well, what I suggested I during I the break, I, I don't fear that situation. That, but that's the, just the, it. You the say, government agents are, are going to be coming after, uh, you know, coming after my family and and attempt to kill my wife. It seems more likely to me that they would attempt to take my child from me and call me an unfit parent. It seems more likely to me that they would come after me and plant some kind of evidence and drag me off to jail for a very long time. Sure, that, sure. That makes but, more sense to me than but, anything else. But but that's what happens when you're in this mindset of of expect to have to use violence someday against the government as you start thinking up these you know scenarios that are in many ways very unlikely to happen but if you were in some sort of situation where you came to believe that uh, your wife or your loved one was in a mortal danger from government agents you're in your house they've come in they've raided your home it's you and your wife they've got a gun to her temple is that the right time well, I think that um, we we on the show have presented many uh, scenarios where uh, cameras do far better than guns. And I think if you have your, your uh, smartphone out enabled with Quick that streams directly to the Internet and you have the camera on these cops, first off, I don't think you'll get to the point where the, the cops are training a gun on your wife um, at that point. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, they may shoot you before, because you have a camera, but they, they won't have gotten to that point. So you're already in a scenario where you're showing them for the violent people they are straight to the Internet, and they can't do anything about it. Um, it's not like they can take the camera and erase the film. Right. So, Whereas if you pull a gun in that scenario and decide to go after the, the, uh, the cops who are threatening your wife with, the, with a gun, then they blow you away. Then your wife gets to watch you die in front of her. And then, you know, be raped by the uh, the cops or whatever, just, other, it's such a, whatever other ludicrous that doesn't, scenario. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't but seem likely to what, me. What would be likely? I think what would be more likely in a case where they were to put uh, a gun against your wife's temple would be that they weren't actually intending to shoot her. In the same way that there have been stories where the cops will come in and they'll point guns at the, the household pets or they'll rough up, uh, you know, their, your kids a little bit or rough up your wife a little bit. There have been stories like that. The reason why they do it is to get a reaction out of you. 
they put a gun to your wife's head, they expect you're going to do something about that. I mean, you love her, don't you? So they expect you to lunge at them or to pull a weapon or do something, and that allows them the excuse they need to blow you away, and then they can just say, hey, he came after us. There's nothing that, you know, hey, we're just doing our jobs. He came after us. He's crazy. We had to kill him. So I think that even in a situation where you believe they're going to do something, maybe they weren't going to do something to your wife after all. Maybe they were just trying to get you to act out against them by getting you to believe that uh, something like that was happening. I mean, we're in this crazy scenario in the first place. I'm just looking at an alternative possibility within the crazy scenario that might not have been what you expected. I think uh, better time spent than, uh, you know, spending, you know, all this time thinking about these things to set up some cameras, uh, you know, on the outside of your house, on the inside of your house, wherever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, to have your, your smartphone able with quick from quick.com was Kate. Q-I-K.com. And, um, you know, that way you're armed with cameras because cameras really are the new gun. That's what the lady had out in California. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stars, we talked to her earlier. I think it was earlier this week. She had a front door mounted camera and she had a video camera in her hands. And our caller earlier was saying something to the effect. Well, can you imagine what would happen if she'd blown those guys away? Yeah, I can. She'd end up dead. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's out. At least she's alive. She can tell her story. She can promote her story on YouTube. She can get people to uh, to learn about what's going on. They she can get people to see the tyranny of what is happening in in her town and the way they're treating her and her her loved ones. Whereas if she had blown those cops away, all we would have would be the newspaper account. Yep. Which would be state slanted. Absolutely. Yep. They get all their information from the state agents, and of course they talk about how this crazy woman, she had a gun, we had to take her out, uh, you know, this is yeah. a crazy sovereign movement, they're a bunch of nut jobs. Yeah, yeah that, that, that wouldn't bring anybody to the liberty movement. That would just nope. draw them away, or push them away, I mean. Absolutely right. Oh, and it cements in their mind that the, that there's, the government's going to, if, if you collect all together, the government's going to come in and wipe you out. And it happens every time. Every time somebody uses violence against the government people, whether it's the killdozer guy or uh, whether it's the guy that walked into the city council meeting and iced the mayor and shot a couple of city council uh, city councilors, you can go down the the uh, the history of it. Or if it's people gathering together in the woods to practice their military things, like with the the hootery, uh, as we heard about recently. Now they never actually got around to killing any cops because they were infiltrated by the FBI. And of course, you can point out the FBI likely uh, likely fomented some of those ideas of violence because, well, that's what they do. The evidence shows that uh, the FBI has essentially ginned up the violence in these in these groups in the past. But nonetheless, you know, they were stopped before they could even get to anything, presuming that's what they were going to do. And if they were to have been successful in killing some cops, then the the all points bulletin would go out. And all of the cops would get up and they'd, you know, be working overtime to go and track every single member of that group down. And while every single member was still not tracked down, it would become a complete and total police state for the rest of us. And, of course, the good little citizens would look at all this and they would say, oh, my gosh, thank goodness we've got the government here to keep us safe from these maniacs. That's what the people would look at this and they would say, you would they're be already a saying they're already essentially saying that if you listen to sort of the progressive uh, shows out there, mm-hmm. um, I, I was listening to is it the, it's, a, it's the Stephanie Miller show. And they were she was talking about how these people and she was talking about the patriot types, uh, you know, uh, these people are dangerous. And, and she rattled off some situations where, um, you know, the, the killdozer situation, the uh, mm-hmm. the guy flying the, the plane into the, the IRS building. Um, they're and, all you know, in the same club, even they, though none of them know. 
each other. Uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, uh, you know, guys. Um, yep. You know, they, she she talked about them. These people are dangerous. She didn't mention the Unabomber, who was a leftist. She didn't mention the Earth First people who blow up uh, property and and destroy property, who are leftists. She didn't mention any of the leftist uh, terrorists. The out Animal there. Liber- Liberation Front. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's a. Yeah, that's like the the dangerous end of PETA or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, I mean, she didn't mention any of these people. She just said those people are dangerous. There's more coming up here. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And on our website, freetalklive.com, you get archives. The archive delivery system a little bit different now than it used to be. Uh, it used to be on the left side of the screen when you go to freetalklive.com. Now it is at the top. Well, not the very top, but it's right underneath uh, the menu bar. It's at the top of the content area of the site. So take a look at the new setup. And, of course, our podcasts are still available for you with archives going all the way back to the beginning of 2009. It's totally free for you. Freetalklive.com. And the 12-year process of government education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child. When we enter school, many of our best personal attributes are already in place. We're curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives. But over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of too many people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, And it's also funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. As we go to the phones and the fun, we'll talk to, uh, first go to Jeremy, listening in Rhode Island. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and Mark. Um, Hi, Ian, Luther, Mark. Um, So when I started my transition from, you know, being kind of middle of the road, um, kind of Democrat, kind of Republican, to Libertarian. There came a point where, as I learned more and more, um, I think a lot of people went through this, they got angry. Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's very easy to be angry and let that anger consume you, because it is enraging. The government, yes. the thing is that the use of course of force is sickening, no matter who does it. Yeah, they're hurting um, people and they're killing people yeah. and stealing. Yeah. And it's, and it's really easy to get caught up in that anger, but the anger doesn't help. At this point, I've gotten to the point, and I'm happy with it, where I don't get angry at it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be opposed to it t- till the end, which it, whatever happens, whether we get liberty or they, who knows? Uh, you know, it's an open book at this point. But I don't, I don't see the benefit in you know waiting for the day where they finally do come and oppress us. Like, you know, I, I'm content to oppose it. 100% and peacefully and just let it, you know, if, if they're going to be the ones who get violent, then I guess people are going to, we should figure it out at that point. But yep. there's no use focusing on it right now because if we focus on, if focusing on the anger and, you know, blowing people away and 
it, it doesn't promote liberty. It doesn't help us at all. All it does is just is self-destructive. Right. I think that so. um, I think that the anger is is part of the natural process of the realization that the government is an armed gang and um, you know using force and violence to uh, get what they want from people. And I, I I think that it's it's natural and it's okay in that sense. However, it can go on for too long. The longer it goes on, the more it festers inside you and the more it eats you up and the more likely you're um, going to do something that is bad and isn't going to be productive for liberty. I think that once you come to, uh, you know, you need to come to another point that says that, well, I want peace. That's what this movement's about. It's a movement of morality and peace, and I want that for me and my family, and I'm not going to get that by harboring these feelings of anger and hate Mm. towards the government. How how could I possibly get that for for the people that I love um, by – you know, harboring feelings of hate. It doesn't make any sense. However, I wasn't able to find that. It was very difficult for me to find that peace um, by you know continuing to do what I had done. Um, and especially in, in my job where every single day we go over the atrocities <laughs> that the government does, and some of them can be very, very outrageous um, and, and difficult to swallow. Uh, you know, the average person can turn off the TV or whatever. I, I do this stuff for a living, so I wasn't able to do that. And I it was it was coming here to the, the, the Free State Project where I was able to get around a bunch of people, see hope. Once you can see hope, then you don't have to be angry any longer. Any other thoughts for yeah, us? It's, um, yes. Uh, Ian had said something, Ian, you had said something to the effect of after they shot the guy that would rape his wife. And so, did someone? I I didn't catch who. Maybe it was Mark saying that uh, that was like some sort of absurdity. It's it's um, a, it's a long shot, and it's not not nothing that I'm concerned with. But go ahead. No, no, not in Rhode Island. Well, Rhode we Island is a, the uh, most corrupt state in the union. For sexually assaulting a woman, uh, I believe he was responding to a domestic call. But yeah, they actually fired one of their own, which means he did something pretty bad. Probably did it. Yeah, probably did it. Jeremy, thanks for your call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Mark listening in Virginia. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and the other Mark. Hey, guys. Hello, Mark. What's on your mind tonight? I'm on my cell phone. Can you hear me? Yep, all good. Go ahead. Cool. I can hear you, too. i got a clear signal. I'm out here in southern Virginia, way out in the country, and I live on a farm, and I have kind of a different take on all this stuff, which I don't think you guys are going to like what I have to say, but I do want to say it if you'll let me. Okay. I feel like all these people out in the country, no matter what color we are or race or, you know, whatever we are, uh, we're out in the country. And I think that, um, you know, all the folks in the militias and all the folks who are worried about what's going to happen in, in our country, um, I think we should just all kind of calm down. And I'll tell you why. Um, I have a different take on President Obama and maybe maybe our situation in the country. I kind of feel like the world system's right. We do live in a police state. I mean, everybody pretty much agrees with that. We live in a police state, a surveillance state. We kind of, we can't, we can't, we don't know who to trust. I mean, you know, it, it, money talks and any, you never know who anybody is around you. I mean, I don't want to be paranoid. I live out here in the country. I figure, like this, there's no reason for me to be afraid. I'm, I'm kind of one of these nutty people. I'm off the grid. I'm kind of yeah. self I hunt and I fish, you know. So I just feel like we just don't have much to worry about, and I want to explain to you why. 
I feel that the systems that everyone thrives off of, you know, like our, you have two kinds of collapses. You have basically a monetary collapse that I feel is inevitable because of the situation with the economy and the kind of the kind of policies that whether it's Bush or Obama, it's the same thing I heard you say earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tend to feel that way, yeah. Yeah, and so what I want to say is that we're, in my opinion, we're heading for an inevitable uh, monetary collapse. And I feel that a monetary collapse is one thing, and then you may have what is known as a societal collapse. Now, here's what I'm going to say that you guys probably aren't going to like, but I'm going to say it because I feel like it needs to be said. Now, that being said, I don't agree with it, and I think it's going to be wrong, but I'm going to say it because this is what's going to happen. When we have a monetary collapse, at some point we're going to have a societal collapse soon after to follow. Now, I hope it doesn't happen. But when it does, President Obama will preside over the rounding up, of, you know, because they're going to riot in the cities. Now, the, the majority, and I hate to say this, but like with the L.A. riots that the other guy brought up, unfortunately it's going to be mostly, you know, blacks and Hispanics. Of course, there will be some whites, too, and Obama is going to preside over rounding all of these people up. Now, we're containing them in the cities. Now, he's going to be so busy messing with that, He's not going to have time to come out here and mess with Joe Blow Country Boy, whether you're Asian, black, white, Hispanic. You live out in the country and you've got some sort of preparedness and you don't have to go down. You can hunt and fish kind of like me, which a lot of people are becoming more adept at and are preparing. Um, And, you know, people have guns and stuff. Uh, They're not going to have time to come out and mess with us. I didn't really understand where these Hutari people were coming from. You know, it it seems like they were kind of stupid. I mean, it was so ignorant to not realize you had a moles in the in the organization. I mean, you know, this is why I say you really you don't know who you can trust. And uh, well, I think so you're right that they were uh, ignorant and possibly a little on the dumb side because they were manipulated by the FBI agent, uh, most likely into doing. Uh, whatever it was they were doing, and well, if they the target people that are susceptible to if that If the government's going to go round people up in the cities for rioting, wouldn't they be going out in the country? I mean, at that point, you're talking about a total societal breakdown. Wouldn't they be going out in the country looking for food that they can placate people in the cities with? Who knows, man? It's all speculation. I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. No, I tend to agree with him. It is a lot harder to find somebody out in the woods than it is in the, you know, an urban yeah, but It's place. not that hard to, far, uh, hard to find their farm, though. There's more coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. But enough time for your call, perhaps. If you make it now, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian here with you. And Luther. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those. And if you enjoy this program, you can help us out by going to amp.freetalklive.com and becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get all the details, get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. 
It's your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. Getting together with hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people does amazing things for, well, your uh, social life, (laughs) at least in my case, and also uh, for hope. As we've been talking about this hour, it it gave me hope where I thought there was none. And getting around... Well, hearing hearing people talk about it, and I I was down in Florida still while you guys were up here, and hearing about you guys talk about it is nothing compared to coming up and experiencing it. Oh yeah, yep. And, so uh, come on up whenever you get a chance. Yeah, actually, and I would invite anybody who's thinking about it, who's even not thinking about it, just hearing about it, come up visit Pork Fest, which is coming up. It's a great time. Uh, guaranteed. Over 450 people, I think, are already saying they're going to be there at at uh, Pork. That's Fest a huge camp uh, wow. camping expedition. Yeah. And, and and we're still three months away, pretty much, from uh, from the actual event, or uh, just under three months. 74 days. You're counting. That's good. <laughs> it is a good time. Uh, I had a great time last year. Free Talk Live broadcasts live from the event, and it's uh, it's a blast. So go to freestateproject.org, learn more about the Free State Project, get signed up, and then get up here, because this is where freedom is going to happen, because the people coming here, that's their intention. So join us at freestateproject.org. We continue with your phone calls. Gene who is a Free State Project participant in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Well, hi, guys. I'm 100 miles from New Orleans, headed down to the Republican uh, Southern Republican Leadership Conference. Ew, why would you go there? Oh, because they're having another straw poll. You know, Ron Paul actually broke the record on the previous straw poll they had where he got 31% of the vote. And... uh, of course, then the news media poo-pooed that and said, well, it doesn't count because it's not the big one. The big one is the uh, the one in New Orleans. So uh, my wife and I are both going to vote for Ron Paul in the straw poll, and uh, they're going to be doing the voting, I guess, today and tomorrow for straw poll. If there's anybody else that's in the neighborhood or can get down to New Orleans before, I think, about 4 or 5 tomorrow, they might be able to get a ticket at the uh, Campaign for Liberty bench and get in. I can't guarantee that, but if they can get in, then they can they can help uh, put Ron Paul through the to the top again, and uh, we'll see what the news media does with that. Sure, they sure. They'll only... always come up with something. There is always an excuse that the last one it was because there were too many young people there, and of course they they acted like that was a bad thing and. Uh, that young people were getting involved in, in voting, and they selected Ron Paul. And so there's always some sort of way they can pawn it off. Uh, but right, it's... But, see, but the more excuses they make, the more exposed they are oh, to, yeah. to being a bunch of uh, uh, clowns, and uh, that just uh, helps helps our cause better. Did you, you know, see the, uh, the C- I think it was CBS News had a poll up on their website asking uh, people to vote on, on what uh, politician, Republican politician they wanted to see in 2012 and run. Uh, Ron Paul ran away with it with something like 40% of the vote. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it's obvious that uh, the thinking people uh, support liberty, so we need to try and do everything we can to show what a bunch of clowns these media people are and the and the uh, the, the controllers in Washington, D.C. So, Gene, I, I have, I have some show prep for you tonight uh, called The Government is One Giant Cult <laughs> from LouRockwell.com. And I don't know if we're, we're not going to de- – we're definitely not going to have a chance to get to it. But uh, I just wanted to let you know I was thinking of you when I saw that story. Well, I'll have to look that up. Uh, it's still there, LouRockwell.com? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fresh story on, to, on their site today, so uh, right there on the front page of the site. 
great. Sounds like my kind of reading. Indeed, sir. Thanks, and have fun out there. Good luck, and Thank uh, thanks for the call tonight. Let's continue and talk to Jeremy listening in Alaska. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Mark Luther and Ian. Hey. What's happening, Jeremy? What's maybe I should put Ian first since he's a top dog. It, it I wanted matter. to put the other guys first for once. Oh, By thank you. <laughs> I hold that dog's chain. Go on. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to comment a little bit about the militias. You know, those those guys, the Hooteries, they lived in that town for 34 years without so much as a parking ticket. And, uh, most, delish, most militias that I've known, well, all the ones that I've seen are defensive militias. They're, they just don't go out and attack federal buildings yep. or police funerals, and it's written in all the handbooks. I've recently joined the Alaska Citizens Militia, but I guess you don't really have to join automatically. You're in if you're 18 to 45 or something like that. But right. uh, So you said it's you written know, in yeah, the handbooks? What, what's written in the handbooks? That that uh, it's a defensive militia. I you see. Know? You know, that... I can't quote the whole handbook to you right now. I don't have it in front of me, but it does say that they are a, that we are a defensive militia, and that's, I mean, what's more peaceful than, I mean, protecting home, life, food, property, you know? There you go. I mean, that, that that's that's pretty much what the militias are about to me. If I'm wrong, maybe someone can correct me, but... Well, you're in one of them, so I'll take your word for it, Jeremy. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Kanan in Colorado. Kanan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, guys. I just wanted to see if you guys heard anything about uh, this guy named Andrew McGuire. He's an independent metal trader, and he uh, came out as a whistleblower. I think it was around uh, the beginning of this month, around April the 3rd. And he's saying that he has evidence that J.P. Morgan is – leveraging their naked shorts of, of silver contracts 100 to 1. Yeah. And uh, he he actually informed some sort of regulatory wait, 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 wait. agency. Oh, hold on, you're going to have to translate for me. What does that mean? It, uh, it appears as though, um, th- this is the claim, and it's very interesting, that uh, there are essentially 100 ounces of paper silver, meaning they say they have that silver, for every one ounce of silver that exists. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a... My understanding who's, is the wait, wait, who's simplified. They? Uh, wait, wait, who is they? You say they say... Uh, J.P. Morgan. Okay, so the bank, the J.P. Morgan Bank, is claiming they have silver. They're claiming they have 100 times more than they actually have. Right, and they're selling... They're doing it in the form of contracts, where they're selling short contracts, where these contracts aren't even... Uh, they're not even legitimate contracts. I mean, normally when you would, when you would short the metal you would be borrowing a legitimate contract that someone actually owns and then selling that, borrowing it just to sell it. Well, J.P. Morgan is allegedly just writing up contracts just to, just to sell these out in silver, uh, to sell these contracts. So basically, they're putting much more silver into the marketplace than actually exists. So they're driving, uh, is that, is so they're driving the, the price, price down as a, as a result of that? Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, Andrew McGuire, he's the, guy, he's the whistleblower. He informed the uh, U.S. Commodities Trading Commission, and uh, you know, being a government agency, they were they were just really diligent and they investigated yeah. it and they cut down the fraud right away. Yeah, that's right. They ran. Kidding. I'm sure they ran right out and, <laughs> and arrested all the executives. Right, uh, but no, he got he got kind of a memo back, I guess, that said, you know, thank you for your your uh, observation. And not only did he uh, 
he whistleblow on this particular uh, particular fraud, but he actually gave them a specific uh, a specific example of when they were going to drive completely drive down the price of silver, and he predicted exactly when they were going to do it that he would put it, that they would push it under fifteen. I believe under $15 an ounce. Yeah, under $15 an ounce. And this is like after February 13th. Silver went as low as fourteen sixty-two. right in the time that Andrew McGuire said that they were going to suppress the price of silver. And uh, so basically, I think this is a, you know, this might be a great time for people to get into a, get into the silver market if they want something that's going to be a hedge of in, a hedge against inflation, like you guys always talk about. Silver is a great long-term uh, could be a great long-term investment. And right now you have the opportunity to get in in what could be artificially low prices. Some people are, some people in the commodities uh, blogosphere, you know, they're, they're anticipating what they call a silver short squeeze, which would just be people not want, people wanting only the physical delivery of metal, and they're not going to be able to have the, uh, they don't have the metal to deliver. So you'll see a huge, uh, you know, the, the price of silver will just, Skyrocket, in other words. Yeah, essentially the gold bugs have been saying this, uh, the same sort of thing for the last few years in the gold market too, is that they can't deliver the metal um, if you do the, uh, you know, if you do the, the 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 commodities trading. They just can't deliver it because they don't have it. Well, They're I can trading tell you, stuff they don't have. Uh, I can tell you the folks over at Midas Resources have the uh, yes. have the metal. And, and if you so, go to silver.freetalklive.com, you can purchase either gold or silver there, and you will have it in your hands within a, a couple weeks. of weeks. I mean, I bought. Uh, it was and, more than a couple weeks for me. It was was like it three or four weeks? Okay. But, but it's it's faster than a lot of other places right now. And thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. It's been Ian with you. And Luther. And Mark. So, yeah, great reason to not buy the we promise we have it silver and to actually buy the silver that you could put in a safe or bury in an underground or something like that at silver.freetalklive.com. That's silver.freetalklive.com. And gold is available there, too. See you tomorrow night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.